bag of mouth goes. I already have the movie pulled up on my phone as well. Awesome. Uh, you have my pen and all that. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Let's not awesome. fall this time. Easy, easy, easy. Oh, great. Perfect. Like a like a pro. <laughs> I am just goddamn graceful. Oh, I forgot we were recording. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's good. Everything's great. Who's up this year for now? Awesome. I'm almost done with the stand notebook already. I'm going to need another one soon for sure. Oh, God. I saw one text and I was like, that's for this movie. One thing I wrote and I was like, mm hmm. Ooh. Pretty purple bin. Cute. Pretty purple bin. Pretty purple bin. Pretty purple bin. Beep over here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to the Deepers Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And, uh... This week, I'm really excited to talk to you about this movie, um, One Missed Call, which is an American remake of a Japanese horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it because I never want to have to fucking talk about it again. So we're going to get yep. into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a fair point. Um, <laughs> I will start off by saying this is not a good movie. You guys wanted us to review a shit movie and... We fucking did it. We're I'm gonna, about to do it. I'm going to say right here, right now, this is the worst movie we have reviewed on this podcast. I have to agree with you. Up till now, I think it was maybe Shudder, which was another J-horror remake. I don't know. I think Mirrors was worse than Shudder. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> okay, Mirrors might be worse than this one. No, no. Mirrors was more entertaining. At least Kiefer Sutherland can kind of act. Yeah, that's true. He did have me there in the first half. Yeah. Plus, he's just nice to look at. This has not Mark Wahlberg slash, um, not, um... Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. It's like they're, like, bastard love child. Yeah, the wish version of them, if you will. Not cool. So, we don't really have a lot going in this movie. Uh, (laughs) but yes, so, One Missed Call. It is a J-horror remake. It is right in the... Thick of the J-horror remake. Actually, I feel like it was kind of on the outskirt, like at the end. Because it, it did come out in 2008. 2008, yes. Um, so, like, what years did we get, like, The Ring? The Ring was, like, 2002. Uh, the Grudge was, like, 2004. Okay, so it was kind of towards um, the outskirt. And those are the good ones. Those are the good ones, for sure. The Grudge is actually, still scares the shit out of me, that, uh, like, 100%. I made my papa go to the movie theater with me to see it. And I made him hold my hand. Oh, I went with my current best friend at the time because I was pretty young. Um, we went with her older cousin who took us. And I had to have my feet either on my chair or up against the chair in front of me. I was also scared I something was going to grab girl, my ankles. I thought that little girl was going to grab my ankles. That movie little in boy. theaters was powerful. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I wish I had gotten to see The Ring in theaters. I would have been way too young. Uh, but I watched it at home. 
And I remember after the ring finished, I had had a piece of gum in my mouth from the start of the movie, and it had gotten to that point at the end of it that it was like that mushy, gross, like, you really need to throw it out, but I could not get up from the couch. I made my dad walk me to the trash can. You know, I have a funny ring story, too, and um, my sister, Tiffany, is 10 years older than me, and so she was able to see it in theaters. So I was over at my papal's house, my sister was living there at the time, and... She had just gotten back from the theater. They went and saw The Ring with her and her friends. And this is the time, like, before cell phones and all that. So I wanted to play a prank on my sister because that's just our thing. And I told her that someone had called for her, but I'd really picked up the phone in the other room. And when she got on the phone, I was like, you're going to die in seven days. And she, like, threw the phone and I was, like, laughing from the other room. I, she is the reason I was an evil, maniacal child, because she started pranking me first. She gave me, like, lemons and shit when I was a baby. Listen. And, old, like, just put a spider ring on her tongue and, like, stuck her tongue out at me. Older sisters deserve that kind of stuff. I mean, older sisters, older brothers, sibling relationships, like, that is the epitome of a sibling relationship, trying to scare the shit out of each other. It when worked. I was younger, <laughs> I have a, an older brother who's seven years older than me, and I have a cousin who's six years older than me, and we all grew up together, uh, living in the same house like, a lot of the time, and I remember there was this, like, creepy teddy bear that my Aunt Sue had upstairs, and one day the boys were, like, moving it around, convincing me that it was moving itself, and then they, like, put it in the bushes outside. I was scared to fucking death. Oh, yeah. That's just how it'd be with siblings. Yeah, but um, it's funny that... Yes. So, I am trying to figure out... So, this very first girl that we see in this movie... We're gonna go over all this in a second. I'm just trying to figure out where I know this girl from. That little girl? The Never mind, blonde. I know who it is. Uh... No, uh, the very first one we see, which ends up being the sister of our main character. So anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie sucks. Okay, don't watch it. I'm going to say right now, we don't recommend it. No. No. It's not good. Um, I, wa- I was trying to think of a, because my favorite, my least favorite era of horror, and there are exceptions, don't fucking at me, there are exceptions in this time. My least favorite t- time of horror is that 2001 to 2011, um... Just mean. I didn't like the tone. It was usually shitty, bad CG, bad acting, just trying to get teens to the theater. Um, I have to disagree because I love some of those movies. Like, I love a lot of those movies, despite how shitty they are. I mean, they're very nostalgic for me. Fair. I mean, that is when we were teenagers in our own right. Yeah, um, but I can can understand why you think that way because... The more, I hadn't watched this movie since I was younger. I didn't see it since it came out. Yeah. And so for me rewatching it, this is the first time I've rewatched it. And so I was like, oh God, I thought this movie was good once. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe the more I rewatch the movie, it's like, like watching your heroes turn human in front of you. Some movies I don't want to rewatch because I'm like, I just want to remember it for as good as it it is. How it was to me at that time. And not have the illusion shattered. So, um, what I was going to say with that is, uh, when I, for this podcast decide, you know, if we're doing a lot of really amazing in-depth horror movies, um, for several weeks in a row, we haven't had a game in a while. Um, I like to throw in shitty movies that we can just like absolutely rip on for an hour straight. Um, things that don't, I mean, I won't say that don't warrant a deep analysis because like every piece of art does, but like. How do you deep analyze this movie? It's fucking stupid. But, um, so that's kind of why I chose this. I was thinking we need a shitty one. Let me choose something from that era of, you know, shitty horror movies that I didn't really like that, like, 
is notoriously bad. And I'm like, oh, one missed call. Everyone fucking hates that movie. And now I remember why. Because, like, I compare it to, like, something came out around the same time, I would say, um, that Michael Keaton movie, White Noise. Oh my god, I did see White Noise. Terrible movie, but terrible fun. Like, I'm having fun when I'm watching it, even though it's stupid. This, I didn't have fun. Anyway. Yeah, my roommate watched it with me, and at the end of it, he's like, that felt really long. And I was like, it was only an hour and 27 minutes. He's like, oh god. And I was like, I know. (laughs) It didn't even meet the 90 minute mark, and it feels excruciatingly long. Oh yeah. So let's get into it. Yes. Uh, So our main characters, Beth and Jack, which I didn't know their names until I just read it off the IMDb. Thank you. Um, Edward Burns, I felt like I recognized him, but I feel like, but I looked through his, like, act, like, his thing, filmography, and I didn't recognize anything, so I think maybe he just looks like Mark Wahlberg slash, um, Matt Damon slash Ben Affleck. We'll yeah. See. They I all kind of look alike. I wrote not Ben Affleck constantly in my notes. Yeah. Um, Shannon Sossman, she's our other main character, I didn't really recognize her, um, Ray Wise is in it. Um, I forgot what he was from, but I'll remember in a little while. Ray Wise um, is the the TV TV personality. Okay, guy. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So what I was trying when I initially grabbed the phone, I was trying to remember. So the first person we see in this movie um, is played by Megan Good. She ends up being our main detective's sister. She's like the first person killed in the movie. Um, and I was trying to remember what she, what I knew her from. She is Linda Jackson from Anchorman 2. Did you ever see that movie? I did not. I love Anchorman and I love Anchorman 2. Great fucking movies. I like the first one. I just never have seen the second one. Second one's arguably just as good. Okay. If not oh, better, yeah. but maybe not better. Just I mean, as good, I would Sometimes say. I need just a stupid comfort comedy. Like, oh my, my God. two go-tos are That's My Boy with fucking Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. My faces are all wolves. <laughs> Oh, 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 you got a bad tattoo. Oh, 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 the heads are fucking warped. <laughs> Caitlin got me onto that movie. But, um, yeah, and then The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Those are my two comfort movies. Oh, my God, I made like Jeff watch that recently. So Not made him, but, stupid. oh, it's so fucking funny. Oh, You're having so a bad good. dream. You're having... I see you have a cat. Uh, like to, you know, to, you know, pet, pet it and stuff. stuff. That's me. Anytime I see any animal ever, I have already told Jeff I am likely going to die petting something I wasn't supposed to. You know what's so funny is I think I'm going to die by being suffocated in puppies. That's how I would like to go. Never mind. Anyway, we're gonna... She wants to die being suffocated in pussy. If you're interested... <laughs> Call me. <laughs> I'll give you her number. <laughs> anyway, Anyways. <laughs> so, um, I might go through, who did direct this? Eric Vallette. Um, our in-depth, um, movies are, like, really good ones. You'll notice I do a lot of research, and I'll write down a lot of things, and I'll know a lot of things about the actors and the, um, production and stuff. I didn't care about this one, oh, so God. I'm just gonna read it off phone. Because this movie is bad. Uh, let's see. This guy directed um, One Miss Call. This this movie? 
what? He directed this movie that we're That's talking crazy. about. And nothing else I've even heard of. Oh, God. He did direct a few episodes of The Transporter. I don't know what that is. Anyway. Anyways. Do you want to start this off? Oh, who is it? Ah. <laughs> we're doing great. We're doing great. So anyway, um, yeah. the movie begins. Um, and it's like, so it begins and it's the girl um, that I was just talking about, Megan Good, uh, sitting at like a little table having tea. And it's like, I don't know if this is like her backyard or what, but it's beautiful. I said, this house is gorgeous and it has to be her backyard because she has a cat there. Like she yeah. has her pet cat there. Yeah. And it's like, it's got this beautiful, amazingly huge koi pond. It's it reminds me a lot of, did you see the remake of When a Stranger Calls? That's exactly what I was thinking. The yes. exa- I was like, this feels so much like yes. that. That room they the had. The only good thing about that movie, I love the original. The original's terrifying and amazing. The remake is awful. The one good thing about it is the production. Because, yeah, it's the, in the middle of this house. There's, like, this green room with a giant koi pond. It's so cool. And it ends up being, like, the only good part of that movie is when they're, like, doing the chase in there with mm-hmm. the steam. But, yeah, so it very much reminds me of that. She's got this beautiful koi pond, all this, like, greenery and stuff. She's got this cat. She looks over at the cat. And then she, like, looks back and the cat's gone. And she, like, starts frantically looking around. I'm like, do you think the cat drowned? Because, like, cats just walk away and you don't hear them. Yeah, it didn't, it just, she, there was, like, a quick splash. It wasn't the sound of, like, a cat splashing into yeah, water. that's not how cats. <clears throat> no, nope. they're not that clumsy, you know. No, they're real, they're cats. <laughs> so she, cat. she goes over to the koi pond, you know, and I'm like, how deep is this koi pond? First, First off, of all, I didn't think they were that deep. Mine's like this deep, right? Like it, whatever. Anyway, um, and so, so she looks in that water and she's like, "Huh, doesn't see anything." And then she looks up and sees her cat across the way, yep. and she's like, "Oh!" She looks back down. A fucking hand grabs that bitch, yanks her into the water. It's a really cute cat, by the way. Uh, yeah, so next, like it comes movie. back up and gets the cat and takes wrote, the cat I wrote, what did the, the cat do? I know, I said. Oh, God, where did I write it? The cat didn't do anything, so fuck you, ghost. Oh, yeah, I was like, the cat? Why did it have to be the cat? <laughs> Took the cat, you. too? <laughs> and then we go to, like, our opening credits, and it's just very generic, grainy, like, CCTV footage of like i wrote rap i wrote early 2000s credit scenes are the absolute worst Woo, they're bad they're so bad it's just like what in the clip art motherfuck are you trying to show me here compare it to our very first episode the black phone the opening to that and the opening credits and it's this creepy music and this very 70s looking stuff of these missing child posters it's very deliberate it makes sense for the movie mm-hmm. um this makes no sense if it was like <laughs> creepy phone calls or i don't know just like well <laughs> yeah anyways it's really dumb and then it's party time we're at a party it's a slow high school party even though someone they know just died. Yeah, and no one else was at the funeral. There was yeah, that's one what I was like, why are they having a fucking party? And... I wrote, why are they prepping food mid-party? 
And who eats salad at a fucking party? Order a pizza like a normal fucking person. I mean, like, parties like adults go to, sure. But this is, like, I think they're college age. Okay. Because. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think they're, like, college age. But. Yeah. Still. It's, in that case, it's even worse. You're in the middle of a fucking frat party or something making a salad? No, frats order pizzas. I've been to frats. I've been to college parties. You order a pizza at best. If you even have food. If not, maybe there's some pizza rolls in no, the freezer that No, most of the time, have. they just, you just, you, you get food on your way home. Yeah, you just drink their beer and then you leave. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyway, they're like cutting up vegetables and having a conversation and I'm like, this party sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want to be at that party. You're, you would rather chop vegetables than hang out with your friends. Um, anyway, cucumber. And then so, it's 1031. <laughs> I don't know, there's a very deliberate shot of the clock. It says 1031. But um, we see... What is the main character's name? I don't even fucking remember. Beth? Beth. Beth. Sorry. It really did not stick. Um, Beth She's such and a then... nothing girl. She is such a nothing character. Yeah. And Leanne, we have, is the brother's ex-girlfriend? Question mark? Uh, or crush? Or... Something. Because she asks when she comes home, like, is, what's his name here? But then, like, later, he's, like, really upset that she's dead. Spoiler, she dies. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You've had since 2008. Yeah, you've had you've had time. Also, this movie sucks. So, but yes, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> so they, her and Leanne and Beth are upstairs in the room. Yeah, talking about the funeral Leanne just got home from of a fu- friend. They all knew. Yeah. Why weren't they at the fucking funeral? <sighs> Anyways, we sighed in unison. But one of their phones starts ringing. They're both on the bed, and then. They both look at it, and Leanne's like, that's not my ringtone. My phone makes weird noises all the time, and I don't know what it means. We might die, is what it means. Like, some, like when we got our ring doorbell camera, my phone just started making random noises that I, I'd never set a ringtone for that, and it just made a random note, like, I wouldn't think, ghost. That's why I deleted my Citizen app. It was scary loud. And I don't want to know. But she answers the phone, and it's already gone to voicemail, so she, you know, the days you had to call your voicemail box. She calls her voicemail, and she's playing it back, and it's it's her, but it's dated, like, a couple days later. And it's just, like, a very quick clip of her voice. And she's like, don't know what the fuck that's about, but... You know, they start to go downstairs and there are some girls on the front porch talking about the unusual circumstances of the girl's death, of the funeral that they didn't attend. Being pretty disrespectful, honestly. Yeah. Um, and they, she even asked like, hey, or like the brother even asked like, hey, can you not talk about this right now? And they just kept talking about it. And, um. Oh, is that later on? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Because I wrote uh, I skipped about- forward. Uh, the only reason that I bring that up is because, like, I wrote, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? He asks her, like, three times in a row. Can you just, like, not talk about that? And the second he, like, turns around or does anything, she's like, anyway. So, yeah, like. Sorry, I totally skipped ahead. No, you're fine. Um, I'm going to time out really quick. Yeah. Oh, because my pen is fucking dead. <laughs> and I'm going to go stitch. <laughs>
Hello, everyone. <laughs> Please don't put this. dirty stuff while I was gone. No. Damn. You'll just have to watch and see what I did. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't either, honestly. <laughs> How'd you know I was gonna be weird? Don't I left that. you alone in front of a camera. I don't know what else to do but be weird. That's fair. Okay, so anyways. How do we get to the detective entering? Why, what made him... So, oh yeah, so we go to the, we cut to the police station. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry. Yes, because of the phone call? Sure. Uh, anyway, the phone call itself, like I feel like they could have been so much scarier. Like the concept of getting a voicemail in your own voice of you screaming things you've never screamed. Dated two days later. Could be so much scarier. I didn't even know that it was her voice until they were like, that's me. Right. All the calls could have been done a lot better. They could have been so fucking creepy and not one of them is. They're hilarious. Can I tell you my super hot take about this movie? Yep. I think it absolutely ripped a lot of things from Final Destination. Yeah, fair. The concept of like kind of being able to predict your own death to a certain degree yeah. and there's a scene later where the brother gets fucking impaled by a crazy like they're crazy accidents yeah the death is coming for them in one way or another it's fucking final destination like when nothing opens that gate and she like falls through and gets hit by the train which is where we're about to be <laughs> i think that's how we get to the detective um yeah, they found another red ball. Yes, essentially. Uh, so, did we talk? Oh, about we didn't talk about the red died? ball. The Beth, uh, Leanne. We haven't yet. So that's because I, I think that's what happens next. Sorry, see, this movie sucks so bad. I just watched it last night and I can't. Find I it literally anymore. watched it last night too. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So, uh, after they get that phone call, it's like two days later, and Leanne calls. What's her name? Our main character, Beth. And she's like, I'm really scared. I've been having all the, like, I've been seeing all these weird things. She keeps saying, seeing, like, weird faces in people. Very, um, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. But bad, because that movie's scary as shit. That's a stay tuned and a half. We're going to cover that soon, because I love that fucking movie. Um, so she's seeing all these weird things, and, like, some of them are kind of almost creepy. Like, some of them have mouths for their eyes. Yeah. And it's like kind of, but she, so she calls her, she's like really scared. She's going over this like walkway across the street, like one of those like Vegas style ones. It's like up above. And, uh, like this gate thing opens and she like falls in a train fucking comes through and hits her and her friend sees it happen. And it was the two days later with At like the, the exact time, time yeah. the voicemail was left. And like she says the thing that she's like, oh no, no. And then. And then when her friend goes to look at her dead body, her hand, her dead little hand is dialing a phone number. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. 
It was so fucking stupid. She never mentions that, by the way. And then the next day she's... Like, why the fuck would you not bring that up? Like, this bitch is dead dialing a whole ass phone number. And then that's... The next day she's at the detective's office yelling about it. She's like, she got the phone call and then she's dead. Why are you not doing anything? And first of all, she seems way too calm and okay to have... To be someone who just watched her friend die. I mean, I would not be coherent. To be fair... Maybe what we learn later about her traumatic background has caused her to process things emotionally very differently, you know? Yeah, which, speaking of, unnecessary. Totally. It had nothing, it did not better the story. I can't fucking stand trauma dumping that doesn't even better the story. It fucking annoys me. I was just listening to the Creatures of the Night, Boulay Brothers, what the I was just listening to the Creatures of the Night, Boulay Brothers podcast today on my way here, and they were talking about the movie Smile, which I wasn't a huge fan of. I thought it was okay. I still haven't seen it. But they were talking about how there's some essential, like, trauma situations in that movie that didn't ever have a resolution, Casey. A resolution. I don't even remember So a resolution or anything like that, and it's just, like, added... Like a dump of something to try to like make it seem more deep and fulfilled when it doesn't even like circle back around to why we're referencing this at all. And I feel like this movie did that too. That's because it's trying to get it to 87 minutes because it's mostly just people walking around. It's mostly just a camera right here as someone walks around. Anyway. So we found another little red ball that popped out of her mouth. I, and like apparently they're candies. I thought they were just... Like they rubber balls. They look like the Dragon Ball Z balls. They do, but red, not orange. Um, I don't know they were fucking orange. Yeah, well, there's a lot of Dragon Ball Z stuff around Katie's house, so... That's fine. Jeff is a huge fucking Geoff. He's a huge Dragon Ball Z person. That's totally fine. I thought they were red. <laughs> He's got a Dragon Ball Z. You know what? I think they're yellow with the little orange stars in them. Jeff, don't yell at me. I don't freaking know. Whatever. They they're do look like little rubber balls. They're apparently candies. I don't know. They look disgusting. <laughs> I wrote brother's scary, aggressive white man. <laughs> so anyway, she's yelling at this one detective about, she's like, my friend got this phone call while you're not doing anything. And then the other detective, are not Ben Affleck, overhears. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude, that happened to my sister. That's crazy. And then so now they're just like a team. I wrote, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so, at one point, we keep seeing, again, nothing gets resolved and this comes out of nowhere and doesn't make any sense, but a couple times we get, like, ghost vision where we see, like, this blue hazy outline on our character that's about to die. It was so... I wrote, secret X-Men movie? Better movie. Because <laughs> it looked like a superpower when she's, like, It was walking. so fucking weird, yeah. It only happens, like, twice and nobody ever says why. And you were right. So this is the part that I skipped ahead of that I was accidentally talking about. After Leanne's death, um, we have Taylor, um, a character that in the beginning Brian was said to, like, have a crush on or whatever. And another gal. I don't think we ever learned her name. But they were discussing... Taylor. Taylor? I said I said Taylor. I oh, said, I don't no, know the, the other girl. girl. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, you're right. But they were discussing on the porch... Again, the death of Leanne and all the crazy things surrounding it. And Brian's just like, hey, like, can you be respectful? Her mom is literally inside. And they were like, well, anyways. And he's just like, you need to, like, 
fucking leave it alone. And I was like, honestly, I do agree with him. Like, he was very aggressive, but, I mean, he did really care for that person that just died. They're just, like, yeah, being so, like, nonchalant, like, ghost storytelling about it. And it was just, yeah. So then they went inside. Uh, Taylor and Beth did. Because Taylor was telling Beth that she's really scared, right? Because she's... Cause she... Did she get in a phone call? No, she hasn't gotten the phone call yet. But she's like, I'm next. My phone. Because yeah, everybody's like, she was she's panicking. Like, I'm in. If you're in the person's contact list, you could be next. Like, if the person who died. <laughs> Is this making sense to anyone? No. I'm assuming it's not. Because it doesn't make sense. Oh, I, <laughs> I just I just saw my note from when that girl got hit by a train. It just says, get wrecked. Huh? <laughs> she gets fucking wrecked by the train. So, um, Taylor and Beth take the fucking batteries out of their phones. This is when they uh, meet Ben Affleck. Because he comes up and he says, I'm detective, not Ben Affleck. Jack. But anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, I was just saying that they took the batteries, Taylor and Beth took the batteries out of their phones. Because they thought that that would prevent their phone from ringing. But this it, is a supernatural movie. And so. then it rings in the middle of the night. Woo. <laughs> Playing footsie with me. Yeah. And then it's Taylor's phone. She gets a voicemail of her crying, screaming, whatever. Actually, no. Taylor received a video message. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was so fucking weird and stupid. Her phone didn't even look like a camera phone. It. Sorry. It was so fucking stupid. And she's the only one who gets the video. It doesn't make sense. Consistency. Oh, oh, oh. I don't want to defend this movie. But did she get the video because she was on camera, live TV, when it happened? Ooh. And it was being recorded. You know, I want to say that you're right, but I don't know that they thought that far. I think I thought more than they did about I that. I truly do, because it seemed so unintentional at the time that I didn't even make that connection. Let's give it the benefit of the doubt and say this one thing okay, was good about this movie. Know. But, yeah, no, you're probably right. It probably was just, <laughs> just fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, she, this is like when we start getting, or, uh, start kind of piecing together what our main character's backstory is, because she gets this letter, uh, and all around the outside of the envelope, it's like, please don't throw this away, I love you, I'm sorry, mom, you know, from mom, whatever, and she doesn't even open it, she just rips it up and throws it away, Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, so she obviously has an abusive relationship with her mother, and at one point, detective, not Ben Affleck, is like asking her like he sees some scars and he's like whoa what the fuck is that how old are those did your mom do those are those cigarette burn and it's like you don't fucking need to know that that. to people you also don't need to know that you don't just go up to someone you barely know and be like oh my god what are those scars all over you did your parents do that oh my god are you abused No, what the fuck? Was a cop so that's what they do oh yeah (laughs) no um emotional training but anyways. Whatever, we, not Ben Affleck. Yeah, so at that same moment when Beth and uh, Taylor are walking together, um, Ray, what's his name? Not Ben Affleck? No, the fucking TV guy. Oh, I don't remember what the actor's name is now, but I was like sitting there, I was like, where do I know this guy? Where do I know this he's guy? He's been in a lot of stuff. Do you want to know what's very relevant to our channel that he's been in? Oh my god, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Okay, tell me. 
He's the dad in Jeepers oh Creepers 2. Oh my god, yes he is. That yes takes he fucking down is. the creeper. Oh my god, yes. Isn't that so cool? That's fucking cool. He has that TV personality face though. When he came, like I thought he looked, I was like, is he, is that a TV guy that I just like don't recognize? So I looked him up on IMDb and yep, he's the dad that ends up taking that motherfucker down. Hell yeah. Can he do that to the director? Of this, oh, of that, yes, 100%. 100%. That'd be great. But anyways, so he is this American Miracles TV show producer. Yes. And he heard the story, so he wanted to come try to help them, a.k.a. exploit them on television as these things go. And Beth was like, no, you need to leave. And Taylor looked reluctant because she wanted to talk to him. But um, she was talking about how she took the batteries out of her phone and then whatever the situation and she's he, he gives her her phone for some or his phone for some reason and she gets the so call with so the creepy ringtone yeah 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 but she gets the creepy ringtone call as soon as he she touches his phone yeah and he's yes. like and that's when beth was like we got to get inside and he was his eyes like were like he's oh, like oh this one's real i got a I story i can make so much money off of it I, just to backtrack a little, when they took the batteries out of the phone, they went to sleep. They woke up in the middle of the night because it was ringing. Um, and the batteries are out of the phone. And one of them. <coughs> sorry. Um, the batteries are out of the phone and one of them picks uh, one of the phones up and opens it. And in the silence of the movie, Jeff just looks over and goes, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. That is amazing. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. Also, can we talk about how bitchy it was that, like, Beth opened her phone and sighed of relief that it wasn't hers? She's like, oh, thank God it's you. I'm so sorry. So brave. Not really. So brave. So brave. (laughs) Um. But. Yeah, so. (laughs) Um. The guy, the detective starts, like, investigating, and Beth's just like, well, I'm coming to. That's such a dumb horror movie trope. No cop or detective's gonna let you just come along on their investigation. It It's so stupid. Also, why would you want to? No. Right. She's like, I'm gonna figure this out. You haven't even gotten a phone call yet. At least wait till you get the phone call and then try to save yourself. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. But- I will try to save you. So they go to, oh, I would try to save you. But I also would deep sigh my phone. Oh my god, right. It's not. I feel like, oh, thank god it's not me, though. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I would anyway. feel bad yeah. for sighing, but it would. It would just come out. I can't, I can't control these sighs. Right. They're very inappropriately timed as is. Oh my god, this is when I wrote, man, they are just filling time with nothing. They clearly had no story here. They came up with an idea. Dude, what if you got a. <laughs> It's a fucking bunch of stoners in a room. Dude, what if, like, we made a movie where, like, you get a voicemail about your own death? Bro, that sounds fucking tight. You know, I think it should have, like, creepy dolls in it. They love that. Yeah, yeah, we'll fit that in. We don't really have the rest of the story. We'll just, uh, film a bunch of people walking around. We need to have some angry white men. We are gonna make so much money. Yeah, it's going to be great. And that's how this movie was made. (laughs) 
Seriously, like, they, like, there's so many shots, so many scenes of just people slowly walking through rooms. And it's like in a normal movie, you have a few of those to build tension because you're in a creepy, quiet room. You're waiting for the ball to drop. The ball never fucking drops. You're waiting for the jump scare. The jump scares are never there. And when they are, they are bad. I literally didn't, I haven't seen this movie in what, fucking 12 years? More than that? And I did not jump one goddamn time. Not once. I was like, this is so disappointing because I'm a jumpy bitch. Yeah. I love a good jump scare. Casey's gone to movies with me plenty of times. She knows. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. I'm like, I'm twitchy. I'm jumpy. And I was just watching this like so straight face, like taking my notes. Like I almost fell asleep a couple times. I had to, I, yeah, I was, I was right there with you. I was like laying on the couch getting too comfortable and like sat up so I wouldn't fall asleep. If it were not for the flaming Hot Cheeto Puffs that I was eating <laughs> that kept me entertained, I would have fallen asleep. Oh, man. So they're going, we're, we're going to get back to it, I promise. Uh, and then they just like, at this point, they're just throwing, it's like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what <coughs> sticks. Because then we're getting these like jump scares of these inhaler sounds. <laughs> And then we're starting that hissing everywhere. And then we're starting to get this backstory of this. Because at the very, very beginning, the first thing we missed was a hospital psychiatric place burning down. St. Luke's. Yes, St. Luke's. So, um, yeah, and now they're at the apartment of the. There's a little girl who it seems like she survives in the beginning. And so we're kind of taken to the apartment of the mother of the little girl who we're kind of starting to piece together things like we see in this apartment, like a notebook that contains multiple CPS like reports. Just written in a notebook. Yeah, nine, nine of them in like a two month span or something like that. And so we're thinking like. Cause so, so the bat, so the side story to this, like this mother has two children and she keeps, uh, CPS comes to their house a couple times for abuse charges, um, because the little girl got cut, the other little girl, something happened to her, and then in the end, one of the little girls has an asthma attack and dies, and then the remaining girl and the mother are, like, taken to the hospital or something, or the little girl's in the hospital, that's the one that burns down. That's kind of what we're starting to figure out. This is introduced so late into the movie, Again, just feels like they're throwing things at the wall to, like, see what sticks. Yeah. And, like, just, like, ooh, what if we added in, like, a like a mom's abusing her kids and shit? That's pretty hardcore. Like, dude, I think we should do it twice. Connections, man. <laughs> that's, that's a theme. I think it totally makes sense. That's, this is the storyboarding for this movie. We could write a movie. We're stoners and we're already, like, way better. Like, I think we could, we're gonna, stay tuned for a Deeper Creepers movie. Coming to you in ten years. Who wants to finance it? <laughs> we will start the funding now. Yes. Um, so anyway. Oh, nine counts. Sorry, it was nine counts of injury. Yeah. Um. God, it's so... Well, they, they, like, gather all this information, and then they get in the car, and, or no, she sees on TV that Taylor is going to end up doing the show. Yes. So then they leave, 
Because they found some sort of like nanny cam tape they in a up, teddy bear. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, because, and the reason they get to that part is because they visit the remaining little girl in foster care and she like doesn't talk. I didn't even write so much down because I, didn't I just either. didn't think it was but so But all important. I know is like they were, they're being so aggressive with this little girl. Where's your mother? She literally was like, where is she? And I was like, damn girl, chill. But they think the mother is like somehow connected. And she's the one that started this all. She's this evil monster. But yeah. So then, you know, we find the nanny cam video inside the teddy bear. The teddy bear is what makes that noise. Um, we find out later and then, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's stupid. So we see the little girl die of an asthma attack. Oh, and in the nanny cam we see... Is this when we see the nanny cam footage? No, they... Oh, they found a nanny cam. We haven't seen the footage yet. Yes, because in the footage, that's when the twist is revealed. Yes, yes, yes. But... Um, But anyway, so she goes to, like, the recording of that miracle show, and, oh, wow, it's stupid. They're, like, doing an exorcism. They're, like... There's fucking fog machines. Literal fog machines. And I was, like, the lights started going out. And I was like, at what point of this is, like, like what is real? Like, what is yeah. supposed to be real? What am I supposed to believe is happening? Exactly. What in, what do, yeah, just all that. And, um, like, up until this point, the deaths have been, like, like, that girl could have just, like, jumped off or fallen off that thing. Like, that guy's death was technically an accident because that thing blew up and the mm-hmm. pole went through his body. This one, like, the lights start flashing and, like, she starts, like, seizing and something's in her throat, and then she just dies. It looks like someone is, like, a ghost hand is choking her and lifting her up and, like, crunching her throat, and then she dies, and the little ball falls out. And the motherfucking producer had the nerve to say, did you guys get that? Yeah, we got it. Actually, they didn't, because the power went out. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the mystery lives on. I wish they had done more with the voicemails. It just, it could have been so fucking creepy. It could have been. Oh my god, I love your background. Isn't it so cute? It's so good. I need to, oh, I need to change mine now. I thought Um, it was really cute. We get more stupid uh, mom backstory. I guess her mom was really abusive (laughs) to her. I, what does then, that have to do with the story? I don't know, man. So she's talking about Beth, and then Beth's like scared of fucking peepholes her whole life, and then we find out that it's because she like looked through a peephole and saw that her dad hung himself. And I'm just like, none of this fucking makes sense. None of it makes any goddamn sense. Not at all. Because then she's like at a library doing research, like research that like. You, in a good movie, you would see happening in the first act, at the end of the first act. Like, not right before our climax, and then she sees something and runs away, nothing happens. It's just a lot of walking around, you guys. So, then her bright idea is to return to the fucking hospital, where all this happened. And my first thought is she tries to open a door. It doesn't open, so she walks away, and then it goes, and I was like, bitch, turn around. You need to leave. Like, she's going alone. And my second thought, when she gets into this hospital that is in burned ruins, why does the fucking power work? That was Jeff's first comment. Um, of course, he's like, of course the lights just come on. Yeah. Um, my question for you, Jess, what is she trying to accomplish here? 
She's trying to see if the body of the mother is somewhere in this building because she was never accounted for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I wrote, nothing is happening. I wrote, there has not been a single scary moment in this movie. <laughs> and then she <clears throat> sees the... I fucking love this part. This is my favorite part. <clears throat> huh? Is it when she sees her mom, Johnny? Oh, no. Sorry. You go ahead. I was I'm thinking of a later part, then. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just thinking when she finds the mom's body and her lips are all burnt off and she's just all teeth and and then the, like, corpse thingy comes to life or whatever. She died with a phone in her hand, of course. That's oh, cool. <clears throat> no, this was before that. It's just a little thing, but there's this really fucking shitty CGI demon baby holding a cell phone in the middle of this fucking God, yes. hospital. And when I tell you, I belly laughed. I wrote dumb CGI baby. I wrote, yeah. And I was like, I literally, like, I'm not even kidding. I was cracking up. And Elijah's like, he was like on his computer and he looked up. He's like, what? And I was like, look at the fucking baby. It's so stupid. It's so bad. And now cue her going into the scary vent and finding the body. Sorry. Oh my God. Yes. Um, hysterical. All of it. All of it's funny. Um, so this is when... So she's doing this while the detective, like, finds the nanny cam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's in the bear. He finds out the nanny cam's in the teddy bear that the living little girl still has. Yes. And it's just fucking stupid. So we see in the nanny cam footage that, um... The sister who's now dead was actually the one abusing the other little sister and she would like cut her Mm -hmm. and then try to blame it on the mom. But then the mom saw her and trapped her in her room and then the little girl had an asthma attack and died. So she did kill one of her kids. You still let one of your kids die. You just didn't abuse the other one. Well, she had an inhaler in there. The inhaler just happened to be out. I don't blame the mom. That little kid had it coming. I disagree. Maybe don't lock your child in a room. Maybe don't let your child cut open and burn your other one with cigarettes. They deserve to be locked in a room. They deserve to be locked in a tower. Okay, get your child help. This is why I'm not having children. Me neither. (laughs) Um, Maybe she just needed to calm down before she got the help. Locking someone in a room is not that big of a deal. No. I got put in a corner for an hour when I was a kid. Yes. So, so anyway, we see this, uh, the little blonde girl, the living sister walks in and detective, not Ben Affleck, is like, did your sister used to hurt you? And she, the little girl, one of, in one of the dumbest lines in all of cinema history goes, yeah, but she always gave me candy. And those are the, the candies that are. Oh my God. So the whole thing is the, sis- the dead little sister has been doing it the whole time because she also had a cell phone when she died. And we thought Beth was going to die in the tunnel. So, but we think it's all over now. Yeah, because we she think... she destroys the two cell phones. And she thinks that Beth's mom, or not Beth's mom, sorry, the little girl's mom was trying to protect her. Yes, Because she's actually not evil. Yeah. We disagree on that. Um, so... <laughs> 
And, like, so the whole thing is she's, like, she was trying to protect me because of my trauma. So that's why they did the whole, like, mom thing. And we keep getting these flashbacks of this woman who looks like she's... The woman looks like she's dressed like she's from the fucking 40s. Yeah, like a 40s nurse. But this woman, who's our main character, clearly grew up up in, like, the 80s, so I don't... Whatever. So we think it's all over, and then this... The little girl had been, like, wearing, like, a black hoodie the whole time. I don't know if it's to make a little kid look intimidating, but it didn't work. No. But, um, so there's, like, a knock on the door. <laughs> and fucking Ben Affleck, not Ben Affleck, like, looks through the peephole. And, and she's then, like, no, Jack. And it's, like, uh, the voicemail that they had heard. No, no, stop, to do it. And then, damned in the eye. Captain Insano shows no mercy. <laughs> I just, that is the second Adam Sandler movie we have talked about on this podcast. Today, alone. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, This it's just so fucking weird. I was like, there's a scene where she like gets sucked back into the fucking cell phone at the end. Guys. Like, what? I have watched this movie, I have taken notes on this movie, and now I have spent, I don't know how much time, talking about this movie, and I still don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm gonna have to correct you, Casey. Okay, I'm sorry. We didn't spend time talking and watching this movie. We wasted time talking about and watching this movie. But we did it for you, so I hope you appreciate it, because this movie fucking sucked. Oh my god, it sucked so bad, but now this you guys don't so have to bad. watch it. Yes. You can be entertained by us making fun of it, and then you can be like, yeah, I've totally seen one missed call. But really, you just listen to the best ladies ever talk about it. And fucking rag on it, because it sucks. Honestly, all of our side banter is more entertaining than anything in this movie. Absolutely. And I say that with full confidence. And I'll say what I always say when we cover a bad movie. They made a fucking movie. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You made a movie. You probably have more money than I'll ever have um, because you made, like, a movie. And that's cool. Um, But it's not a good one. Yeah. It's actually a really bad one. Um, We need to do some good J-horror. We've done two really bad J-horror remakes. I agree with that. Um, Yeah, we should do that. I've also been thinking we really need to cover Audition, because I really want you to see Audition. It is so, so, so good. Um, and yeah, I really want to cover Exorcism of Emily Rose soon. Um, these are just ideas. If any of you hear me say, hey, I think I want to cover this movie, and you really want to hear us cover this movie, comment below and be like, hey, cover this fucking movie. Because um, we have squirrel brains, and we forget. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely, we forget. Uh... But yeah, so I wrote at the end of this just dumb. Yeah. Just dumb. Uh, I think a movie I would like to throw out there that I would really like to cover um, would be Sinister. Yes. Very I good That's one of my favorite horror movies of like the last 15 or so years. It's one of the scariest movies, scariest modern horror movies I've ever seen in my life. I really, I, mean, I love it. truly scared me as an adult, and not a lot of horror movies truly scared me. Yeah, yes, it's unsettling. Yes, Barbarian was, like, a little bit weird in the theater, and there were a few really good jump scares. Yes, there have been, like, a lot of really, really good horror movies. X was so bloody and gross. 
but like something that like not only like scares me enough while I'm watching it to where like I'm actually frightened but like when I go home I'm a little bit afraid of the dark corners in my house oh yeah sinister yeah sinister and the conjuring are two of the scariest modern horror movies I've ever seen in my life I agree and Um, the the um Jesus Christ I don't remember yeah but yeah so that's one I would like to cover soon absolutely Um, Yeah, let us know your ideas of what you would like us to cover. Yeah, you can comment uh, any requests or whatever you have. You can also DM them on Insta and Twitter and all that. Uh, As far as future episodes, so uh, the week after this will be a very special episode with a guest. We haven't had a guest on in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach is going to come back. And we are going to cover... um, So we're not going to cover a movie like we typically do. We're going to talk about the first five screen movies. So we're going to, we're going to do a little in-depth review of all of them a little bit. Um, But we're kind of, it's just going to be a general chat about the series as a whole, the franchise as a whole so far. Our Um, favorite moments. It's a franchise that means so much to me. It's something that got me into horror. Um, Me too. And just honestly one of the most iconic and enduring movies. horror movies of all time especially the first one i mean it changed the tone of horror forever oh absolutely Um, it changed the face of horror forever it's wes craven is a genius so next week we're going to talk about that with zach who is a huge scream fan um we're going to it's mostly just going to be a free-form conversation but we are going to do a little bit of a debate we're each going to pick our favorite sequel the first one doesn't count it's obviously our unarguably the best in the franchise uh, but as far as the four sequels that uh, have come out so far, we're going to kind of pick our favorites and discuss and debate why we think it's the best. We know which one Zach's picking. <laughs> so, um, and one of us might pick two as well. We're just going to kind of talk about it, talk about why it's our favorite, our mm-hmm. favorite moments, why it's so important. Um, and I think in the future here soon, I would love to do an episode just on Wes Craven movies Ooh, and just I cover a that. bunch of his, his whole fun. career. He is one of it, one of, if not my favorite director of all time. Yeah. Um, two of my all time favorite major horror franchises are Night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. Both Wes Craven. Both um, incredible. He's just made so many good things. So many good things. So uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're gonna do that next week. Uh. Go through, watch, uh, rewatch all of them because they're all so fucking good. We're gonna oh, that's do that a fun in, marathon for yes, sure. We're gonna do that in prep <clears throat> of uh, obviously the new ones coming up comes out at the very beginning of March. I cannot wait. Oh my we god, we are gonna cover that. So typically for brand new movies that come out, I give everyone. Uh, we try not to cover it that opening weekend and probably not the weekend after. I try to give everybody two weekends, two full weekends to see the movie before we come out with an episode about it. Um, so we're going to cover the brand new Scream, um, when that comes out, but I think the week after Zach is going to be Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, uh, cause it does come out this coming weekend, uh, or actually the weekend before this comes out. This movie's um, going to be fucking ridiculous. The problem is there aren't a lot of showings <laughs> cause I think it's like smaller. I've seen that. So, yeah. but we'll try it. We're really going to try because... It's, it's going to be something else. I can't wait. So, uh, but yeah, we just, we're so excited for next week to have Zach, uh, back on the pod and, um, we'll figure out our situation here somehow. He can sit on your lap or mine. I love it. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so in the meantime, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Deepers Creepers. Email us, deeperscreeperspod at gmail.com. Make sure you please, please, please like and subscribe this video. Please comment on it, share it, tell your friends about us. Um, we're going to be making stickers and stuff soon because we're going to be going to Horror Hound in March, so we're going to have some stickers for that. So if you're interested and want any stickers, want to like reserve some, just let us know and we'll send you some. Yes. But yeah, um, we can't wait until next week. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Wow. 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 Luigi's number one. Wow. Wow. Luigi. We're so dumb. <clears throat> oh boy, do I have to pee? <laughs> oh jeez. Oh god. No, what? Casey! Yeah. Enough storage.